Welcome to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who have noticed or are curious about the generational patterns we want to break so that we and our lineages can live a life of freedom, abundance, and belonging. I'm your host, Ash Johns. As a spiritualist, coach, and strategist, I recognize the power and freedom in calling in higher ancestors for healing. We all have generational superpowers within us. It's my hope that you connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally follows as a result, and receive the support you most need and deserve to live your destiny and leave a greater legacy behind. Now, if you've been desiring forward movement and growth, both personally and culturally, and know that we can't exactly move forward without going back, you've definitely found yourself in the right podcast and in divine timing. Here's your invitation into the world of ancestral healing and honoring the lineages of the past for a much brighter future. Welcome and enjoy, it's still happening. Hey y'all, so before you even get into this episode of It's Still Happening, you're gonna notice that I introduced this podcast as Healing is Happening. That's because your girl was going back and forth on what I wanted to call this thing if I wanted to rename it and ended up staying with the original name. But let me tell you something, I'm still growing, I'm still doing my thing, and shout out to my podcast team because I was like, I'm not gonna go and record all these things over again. So this season of It's Still Happening is (laughs) named Healing is Happening, but that's not true. So I just want to make sure you're not confused and you get what's going down because that's just how we're going to roll. All right. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode one, season two. We are finally back, like finally, finally. And if this is your first time hearing my voice or even hearing about this podcast, then cool, you're right on time. But for those of you who have been waiting for season two of the It's Still Happening podcast, well, it's now healing is happening. So let's just start off by talking about that. Um, The concept of ancestral healing and personal development, personal growth, and really showing up in the world to be the change is constant work. It's never ending, but you do see the evidence of the healing that is happening. For those of you who don't know, I do run an ancestral healing group membership and it's called Healing is Happening. And it's truly what I want to see. It's like, yes, we're going to continually be unearthing and getting into the roots of some of our patterns and wounds and conditioning. But the goal is for things to stop still happening, like to start healing, to see the evidence of change and transformation occurring. So it just felt right as I kept writing and tuning into season two and what I wanted to bring forward when it was time because Lord knows so much time has gone by more time than I originally thought but everything is right on time and what is really time but anyway getting back on track it just felt like healing is happening is the right name for this podcast now because there is a lot of healing that is happening and so we're going to be exploring that in this podcast so I want to just again welcome y'all I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad that I am back. There's much to talk about. And I want to ground us literally in the whole point of this podcast. The whole point of my work, the whole point of my life really in this lifetime is for freedom. And we all want freedom as humans. We all need freedom as humans. I think every coach, every wellness practitioner, every healing 
person, a psychotherapist, I don't care what you do, everyone's trying to create some form of freedom. And to be honest with you, we can create freedom in many different ways. And freedom looks a lot of different ways and it looks like a lot of different things, right? You can have financial freedom, income freedom, location freedom, to be able to be wherever you want to be in the world. You can have time freedom where you can literally make your days, your moments, your hours, any way that you'd like. You can have freedom of speech, which is interesting in the world and in the US, right? Body freedom, how you move your body, how you express yourself, how you show it, how you conceal it, right? Sexual orientation freedom, gender freedom, creative freedom, spiritual freedom, religious freedom, like so many different freedoms. And to me, I just refer to all these as personal freedom the freedom to be exactly who you were meant to be when you decided to incarnate into this life, when you were conceived and birthed into this world with a soul, a spirit, an essence, and energy to be here, to do something, to be in a purpose and enjoy life and love and living on this planet. And because of conditioning and uh, ancestral inheritances and society and personal wounds and, and traumatic experiences, we move further and further away from personal freedom and the essence of who we truly are when we decided to come here and more into surviving, conforming, fitting into the box, abandoning ourselves, questioning ourselves, and essentially becoming younger versions or newer versions of people who came before us. Whether we know them, they are living or not, we are an extension of them. And so the whole point here is not to be in isolation or to be so sovereign that you have no connection to your family of origin or the people that you love or the communities in which you belong and originate or come from, but it is about being able to belong and be different, to be able to honor exactly who you are and what magic you have to bring into the world, what words you have to share in the world, what adventures you are longing to experience in your life, and to stand in the fullness of that and allow your cup to fill and also run over and bless other people. And since coming into the coaching world, having always been a healer and a spiritualist and essentially always walking to the beat of my own drum, I see moments when I'm completely in my freedom and times where I have succumbed to my fears, both personal fears and inherited fears, which brought me into the world of ancestral healing. And I'm going to talk a lot about that in my journey into ancestral healing in a little bit, but what I really want to focus on is the whole purpose of this podcast. Like That is what I want to get even more grounded in, in a way that I did, but did, did it differently in season one. Um, this idea that ancestral healing and, and what we're walking with, that we're walking with more than just our own life is so important to remember, to live, to explore, and to find a balance um, of that lifestyle in our own lives. Now, personal freedom allows us to trust ourselves. It allows us to trust our calling. It allows our reason for being here to hopefully make the world a better place in whatever way that means for and to you. And really my ask in this exploration of sharing ancestral healing and personal development and growth with you is that we get to a place of having and living our personal freedom in a way that doesn't impose on someone else's freedom, right? Like I know that sounds like unicorns and rainbows and kumbaya, which by the way is an, a very spiritual and sacred song of African people, but that's been completely washed away and everyone thinks it's all love and light. But essentially when I speak like this, that's what people think. They're like, oh, you just want everyone to hold hands and 
turn around in a circle and like sit in a circle or whatever and like be around the bonfire. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, actually I do. That's actually what I do want. Like if my whole life's mission in this lifetime is to help us come to a place of conflict resolution, both internally and within our communities and as a society and in this world, then damn it, that's a pretty good uh, aspiration and mission to be living day to day in my life and in my work. So to be in your own freedom and it doesn't take away from another's is so aspirational and something to live by. Like I want that to be on my fucking headstone when I, when I die, that Ash lived in a way that brought inspiration, love and light into the world and allowed us to have some reprieve from some of the struggles of just surviving, right? And that's a wound that we're all carrying, a wound of I want to do what I want to do, or I have a feeling inside of me, but the world tells me I can't, or my family tells me I cannot, or my responsibilities tell me I can't, or my career requires me to be, look, say, walk, talk in a certain way that isn't truly me. Like this fragmentation of who we are in order to survive, in order to be accepted, in order to belong and function in this world is keeping us stuck in these same paradigm and these same constructs and these same boxes that continually causes harm to the human spirit and our living. These reoccurring ancestral wounds relating to being displaced from our original lands. There are generational wounds of abandoning ourselves to do what's needed in order to survive. Reoccurring traumas that tell us we aren't enough, that we're weird, that we're not accepted, that we don't belong, that we're not allowed, that we're not worthy that the way that we do things isn't right and that our desires aren't valid. All of these things are ancestral wounds, are generational patterns, and they are wounds and patterns that build up into culture, right? People are culture. We love to read books and watch documentaries about culture and culture change and like questioning things about our culture, but the culture is the individuals. The individuals makes the culture. And what culture does is creates containers that we love to enjoy, but also hate to be confined in. So we're in this tension point of, I want to be free. I want to be myself, but I also belong and must behave in this certain way that crushes my dreams, makes me play small, makes my voice little, uh, makes me question my decisions. And if it's allowed or who I'm going to make, you know, upset or whatever it might be. And a lot of us are confined by our cultural upbringing. A lot of us are confined and frustrated by our family expectations and beliefs of the groups and identities and communities in which we identify and belong to. And so finding a balance between these things so that we can lead the people that we love, starting with ourselves, into a space of more freedom, of more love, of more possibilities of what our future can be is what this podcast is about. And I'll tell y'all, I often get really frustrated with social media as much as I love people and connecting and conversation and all that good stuff, because sometimes we're literally regurgitating and reinforcing the energies and the ideas and the concepts in the world, in society, relating to justice, policies, relationships, how we relate, like all these socio-normatives, we are repeating and regurgitating them and creating an energetic embedding of them more and more into our psyches and our energetic field and in the culture in which we live, which I'm always like, if we do not want this, why the fuck are we talking about it so much? Like full, I'm going to give y'all a story right now. And I'm really glad I'm saying this in episode one because y'all might be triggered or you might be like, bitch, I ain't listening to another fucking episode. 
And if you don't like cussing, then this definitely isn't your podcast because I'm articulate, but I love to say fuck. I don't know why, but it's colorful language. It's just fun. That part of me from my childhood never um, never moved away. I, I like to cuss. Anyway, so I'm hanging out on the internet and someone invited me into like a brown women, black women, um, marginalized women Facebook group. And they're like, oh, this is for us to have a safe space to be creative. And, you know, and I'm like, all right, word bet. I'm all about like, you know, sisterhood and brown women, black women getting together. Like that's needed. There's a time to be together. There's a time to be apart again, both and in balance. Meanwhile, I get into the group thinking that it's going to be, quote unquote, a safe space for us to just be black and brown and creative, loving women, you know, create what you want to see in the world concept. I mean, that's how I operate in my brain. And when I get in the group, all it is, is like black and brown women continually centering the experiences, the traumatic experiences and microaggressions that they've experienced in the world and with white women and with the white collective. And I was like, wait, wait. What's happening here? What's happening here? Like, why are we continuing to give energy to that if it's harming you? And that's just one example of what I mean. If you're saying that, you know, I really don't like the relationship dynamics that I'm in, and I notice every person in my family has had the same divorce rate, or no one's gotten past year nine of their marriage, or every woman has an issue with trust in their partnership, whether they're with a male or a female or someone else who's non binary. This is a reoccurring pattern in our family lineage and in my life. And yet I just want to kiki and kaka and like joke about that and just say that that's the reality instead of getting to the core wound and starting to heal it for the possibilities of your future, for the greater, bigger desire that you truly want, which is love and connection. In the past few years, the discussion around ancestral healing has blown up in a sense. This makes my spiritualist and healer heart so very happy because I know that when more people are open to connecting with their ancestors to heal the wounds we're carrying, the more capacity we have to be the change in the world. Hey y'all, I'm Ash Johns, and my experience has shown me that connecting with our well and elevated ancestors can break generational curses and open our ability to accept support and resourcing in our current life. And who doesn't need more support and more resource? I've worked with several individuals one-on-one in this way and realized that if I made space for a greater massive energy, we could make bigger ways for more people to create a ripple effect of healing. That's what the month-to-month membership of Healing is Happening is all about. Twice a month, individuals just like you, looking to make a deeper connection with past relatives, develop relationships with their ancestors, and move forward without the baggage that's been weighing them down, meet in a private community for facilitation, guidance, and support in their journeys. If you've been looking for a safe space for culturally sensitive topics that always arise when we're doing our healing, if you've had the desire to heal your whole lineage rather than a single soul at a time, if you've been aching for a trusted guide who not only walks with integrity, but lives the work themselves, here I am and you're not alone in this. You have your ancestors' support and you definitely have my encouragement. Healing is happening and we'd love for you to experience it in the now and in your life. To join the Healing is Happening membership community, visit healingishappeningforme.com. I can't wait to see you inside. So I really want to 
challenge us to look at what we're saying and what we're doing and get to the core wound and start healing it. So our behaviors, our mindset, and our movements start to reflect what we want and not what we don't fucking want. And I get it. There's a need for, you know, safe space to, um, express yourself and vent and talk about the things that are happening. This is not about bypassing to just the love and light place. It is let's get rooted into the truth so then we can go out in the world and be the change. That's literally all that I stand for and what this is about. So all the things that's stopping us from leading ourselves, from being the change, from ushering in a new way of being to me are not just personal experiences that we get to mindset our way out of. I know that they are ancestral baggage, wounds, and traumas continually psyching through our psyches, our belief system, our energy fields, and straight up the ancestors are around us. Okay. Like if that's too woo woo for you, you are in for a nice long ride with this podcast because I know, and a lot of us also know that consciousness continues, that death is not the end and the spirits are all around us, including our own spirits. So before I get into that, let me keep with this original train of thought here that without leadership, there is no freedom. There's no personal freedom. There is not collective freedom. There is not forward movement if we do not have leadership, which means we have to do our personal healing, which means we have to do ancestral healing, which means we have to do ancestral reclamation of the blessings and the talents and the gifts that's been lost through history and through immigration and being enslaved and having to be displaced from our original lands and losing our original languages and essentially from culture evolving or humans evolving we have lost so much goodness that is just under the surface if we do the healing and the remembering So without the healing, particularly ancestral healing, we repeat the same harmful, devastating, heart-wrenching, and microaggressive ways of creating and living our freedom instead of being able to create and live our freedom from a place of inclusivity, of love, of abundance, that there is enough for us all, of diplomacy and smartness and care and consideration from our fellow man, woman, and human. And once upon a time, all of our ancestors knew this and smaller groups and tribes and villages and places, but they knew how to work together in order for longevity and generational wellness. And I see that because having lived in a smaller country and smaller villages, I lived there for three years, which I'll talk about in another episode, and I didn't get angry. Like I could literally count on one hand three times where I had frustration in my life because everyone knew how to live in harmony and speak the truth and work together and figure out a way of getting your needs met, right? So again, without doing the healing, we're going to repeat those harmful behaviors and beliefs and actions that our ancestors also did. So there was a time where we were in harmony and had some understanding and only had to go to war and fight when we really, really were imposed upon. Um, (laughs) there's lots to talk about with there. We start bringing in history as examples. Um, But then there was also times where the ancestors getting away from that harmony and that understanding and that way of living then started doing these things to each other. And that's what we are perpetuating in our lives and along with abandoning ourselves, right? So hopefully that's making sense and you're tracking with me and you get what I'm all about. 
you see this big picture, I want to bring in some science now. And I'm not going to get super sciencey with like data and stuff. I'll do the nerd out research thing in the future because I do lose myself in some examples and like painting beautiful pictures. And I mean, I used to be a research strategist. I was a brand strategist who did research and market research and looked at the emotional and the behavioral and the psyche of people and mapped them back to the quantitative data so that we can create strategies to help sell things and make the world a better place. That's what they said, but I didn't feel like I was making the world a better place. Thus the reason why I do what I do now, right? But getting back to science, so science has proven that this world is a planet of energy, and we know that, right? That energy continues, it does not die. Unless you're into some wild sorcery stuff, you know that energy transmutes and transforms into something else, it continues to move. And yet it's only through spiritual practice and religious beliefs, most of us who are not scientists, who don't dabble in the world of genetics and energy and um, what what is it called, Uh, quantum mechanics and all this good stuff that we allow ourselves to accept and live in the knowing that consciousness and life continues after death it's really only through spiritual practice and religious beliefs that we understand that which is really interesting in and of itself and we see that through all the ways we're trying to prevent death like we know that energy and life continues yet we're trying to prevent death in all these ways whether it's through an anti-aging cream or we're doing whatever we're doing to have longevity or whatever it might be, even if it's only an ego death, we're trying to avoid it. And I wonder why, you know, why is that? Especially because our ancestors would honor and celebrate death, right? They would have someone hire people to come and cry to make sure that you are shown that we are going to miss you in this world, but that we're celebrating you, right? Going into the next world. It was always two things, tears and grief, and then celebration and dancing and good food. Like, The two things happened because they understood that life went on. But for whatever reason, even though we know this in some way, shape, or form, that energy continues and life goes on after death or consciousness continues after death, here we are still trying to fight death, trying to fight ego death, trying to do whatever it is to preserve and have the longest life possible instead of being present and honoring the many death cycles and ultimate death of this lifetime in the life. It's just fascinating for me that we've gotten so disconnected from ancestral ways of knowing and honoring living and being on this planet and our spirit that we're doing everything to um, reverse engineer it if you will but i'm not totally convinced that we don't know this or we don't believe it because we see all these billionaires hoarding all this money and doing all these things to keep money in their own family lines they must know that they reincarnate over and over and over again into the same bloodlines otherwise Why else would we have the monarchs all marrying each other and all these third and second and fourth cousins continually getting with each other to keep the bloodline and the family going? Why? Why would you care so much about your family holding wealth and being in a more privileged space or a more comfortable space if you didn't know that consciousness continued? You know, these are the things that I sit with when I'm looking at documentaries and doing history and research and quite frankly, talking to the spirits, you know, they show and tell me a lot. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. And then I apply these things in my real life and see what happens. So these guys are hoarding money. They're doing whatever they want to do. I'm sure they're doing some good things. I don't know what those good things are because I don't roll with billionaires yet, but uh, (laughs) I don't even know if I ever want to roll with billionaires, but 
this hoarding of, of money instead of fixing all of these socio and economic issues that we have rings a bell for me. I'm just like, why is that? There's a disconnection there in my opinion. So I'm here to share with you the power of ancestral healing and its practical application in our lives, because if not, we will continue to see the many ways in which we allow personal and inherited fears, generational and compounded traumas to control our psyche and our nervous system. And with those powers combined of the psyche and the nervous system, right? Playing on our emotions, controlling us, keeping us confined instead of leading and leaning into the possibilities of life in the future. It keeps us playing small. We keeps us giving away our power. It keeps us becoming victims. It keeps us staying stuck on stupid, as my mom would say. And not to call it stupid, but it does feel like that when you're going around and around and around again in circles, repeating the same quote unquote tests and failing them as some would say, knowing that you have a greater calling, knowing that the life could be different, knowing that you want deep connection and community and belonging and abundance for all of us. Like it doesn't feel good to me and tell me if I'm wrong here. If you are having the most amazing lit up day and you see someone really struggling, if you don't stop at a light and contribute to someone who's homeless, regardless to their state is, we don't know what they're doing, if they're doing drugs, whatever, all that's irrelevant. But when you see a human struggling and you're doing really well and you don't open your heart, you don't share some time with them, break bread or drop a dollar, then I don't know what's going on with you other than a whole lot of ancestral wounds and some needs to do some personal reflection. Hands down, I will not apologize for that. Because when we stop caring about the human condition of each other, we're already dead. It's just a matter of this planet blowing up into flames at, at this point. What else do we have to hope for if we don't care about each other? Starting with ourselves, but care about each other. My mission here is for us to take a critical analysis at how we as humans and we and our individual families are contributing to the collective shit and collective way of life that we say we want to change, but we are not willing to do the deep work. Everyone's talking about systemic change, right? And all of these cultural shifts that need to occur and policy change and like raising their voice about these issues, yet no one wants to go into the deep healing, the deep fears that are perpetuating these policies and these change and these fears and these nervous system knee-jerk reactions that's keeping us stuck in the same place as a society and in our personal lives, right? Because when we look at things only in a societal big picture like lens, we struggle to bring that down into how am I actually contributing to this in my own life? And when we're only stuck on our own life, we can care diddly squat of how that's contributing to the collective. So we kind of need to, I call it elevator moving, going up and down, looking at what's going on at both perspectives and multiple perspectives. So we can start to get a orientation of what needs to happen. We say we want more financial abundance, but can you give and receive more? No? Okay, cool. I'm so sure that there's a personal and ancestral wound there. If not, we say we want a loving partnership, but can you be more vulnerable and honest about your desires? Do you show up? Do you give again what you want to receive? Do you pause and wait? No? Okay, cool. I'm so sure that there's a mother and a father wound in there that's been passed down because it's not just you who has struggled with commitment in your family, to give an example. Hell, I don't even know what the divorce rate is now in 2021. So sure that that's gone up since COVID blew up everywhere, but... um it's not just you, right? We like to think that our issues are personal, but they are systemic also. 
These are lineage level issues and challenges that we have. Wounds that are blocking the blessings, that's blocking the juice, that's blocking the magic of our humanity and our essence and our energies that we could be applying into this world to help inspire change, healing, and more love. Another one, we say we want to understand being two-spirited, being non-binary, but just can't wrap our heads around it, right? I know there's some of us in here, no judgment. They're all learning and remembering that there are two-spirited people and non-binary people on this planet. Bet, I bet that there's some gaslighting in your family that goes way back to ancient times when these people were burned at the stake in more masses than the witches, right? Because of the magic that they carry, because of the wisdom that they have carrying two energies at once in the body and having that being part of their whole identity, not just having one identity and walking with two energies. Having issues trusting yourself, that's a very common one I see all the time. Problems with speaking your truth, doubting yourself, walking your own path. You're not the only one. We've been conditioned to settle for surviving instead of taking the risk to rise and achieve and be responsible for ourselves. It's been stolen from us. It's been taken from us. It's been conditioned out of us. Those are ancestral and personal wounds, right? So I'm going to give you a couple more examples, but before I do that, I just want to reiterate, I'm not even reiterate because this is my first time saying it on this podcast, season two, maybe I did it in season one. I don't even remember. Be honest with y'all. I didn't even listen to season one. I just, I just spoke and let that shit come out <laughs> and then was like, done. I did it. I'll come back to it again. But what I know to be true, having worked across this, this planet, having worked with many different people, many different backgrounds, different ancestry, different ages, different economics and class, all the things, right? We all have the same fucking wounds. We have the same ancestral burdens and baggage. The same things have happened to our people from a long, 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 long time ago. But the way that the wound manifests into the symptoms of your life are different. The storylines, the narratives, the systemic um, and institutionalized issues are unique to us right now, but the wounds are all the same. That's why I'm so talking about getting into the wounds and the roots of something and then uprooting into the fruits and our behaviors and our psyche because we're literally approaching this, especially from the coaching world, from the top down. And from the spiritual world, no knock on my people because both I'm part of both of these communities and both of these movements, right? from the spiritual world, it's a little bit like spot treating. Like let's give you the short-term spiritual um, wisdom or perspective or prescription that you need, but it doesn't come to the deeper ancestral whole lineage. Whole lineage healing is what I'm down for. Let me give you some more examples here. Like deeply desiring rest, pleasure, intimacy, juiciness, ravishing sex, all that good stuff, but you feel yucky, shame, guilt, and cringe when you self-pleasure or after connecting with a lover, you're not alone. Body and sex trauma is definitely ancestral wounds and traumas. Yeah. Ready to burn all your bras and you hate the fucking patriarchy, but you still struggle to show up in your business. Yeah, that's masculine and feminine wounding and being responsible for yourself right? And the ways that we are relating to other genders and sexes is a deep, 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 deep ancestral wound. And this is just one example. I'm not, you know, picking on anyone. I'm not stating any views. I'm not saying anyone's wrong. I'm just saying that everything that we are experiencing in our lives are not just about us. Our lives are not only our own, y'all. 
We are walking with compounded wounds that need to be healed so that we can fully be whole in our wellness. Not to say that you're going to immediately eradicate everything once you do ancestral lineage healing, but what I am saying is you can at least get to the core root, stop beating yourself up and look at the bigger picture here so you can stand in your truth and lead yourself to be the change in your life and in the world. Now, with all of this wound talk, you're probably like, why in the whole entire holy fuck, Ash, should I subscribe and listen to this podcast if I'm only going to hear about wounding and baggage and heaviness? And I'm going to tell you why right now, okay? And that's because we cannot go forward truly without going back, period, hands down. Show me any time in history when that has ever worked out for us, when we have turned a blind eye when we have walked over the pothole, when we have put the dirt over the bodies, and I know that's triggering, but I want to be really honest with you. Whenever we have ignored a big issue, when has that ever fucking worked for us? Grief compiles, fear grows, and hurt people will continue to hurt people. And when hurt people are afraid, they really fucking hurt people. That's what we're living in. And I know everyone out here wants to be a business coach to just make money and just do the quick mindset things, which I don't knock that. Like it does help mindfulness and taking care of your mental health and making a living, doing something you love on the internet. I'm fucking doing it too. I get it, but it doesn't get to the core healing and the core healing of our humanity, our human spirit is what's going to help us bring back the abundance. It's going to help us get out of this hustle mentality. It's going to allow us to be able to collaborate and trust and be more giving and understanding and get to these things that create additional fragmentation in our relationships and in our community. We have to do the healing if we want the abundance. We have to do the healing if we want the change in the world. We cannot only effort and shortcut through mindfulness what is a global human, like, what's the word? Epidemic global human epidemic, being disconnected from our ancestral powers and love, right? And constantly operating off of fears and compounded ancestral wounds. We can't keep doing it. It might take my whole life, this lifetime to get this message to take root, but here it is. The improving of the quality of your life, the leveling up and the quality of your life doesn't mean that your spirits, you or your ancestors are well. It just means that you've made a lot of money and you can pay to outsource your things for whatever you want a little bit more, right? It doesn't mean that your soul is at peace. It doesn't mean that your mind is at ease and focus. It doesn't even mean that you're actually in your calling and your purpose for this lifetime. Think about that. Making a shit ton of money or coming from a wealthy family or working yourself out of poverty only to realize you're still unfulfilled. What is that? What is that? The quality of life improving without ever going in and doing the deeper healing and living that as a lifestyle, right? Just means that you're able to hire more people to try and outsource your problems and create solutions to find issues or to find solutions to those problems, really. And ask me how I know, because I've worked with some of those folks where I'm like, let's go deeper. And they're like, can you I just pay you to do these sessions? And like, you, I just like how you facilitate for me. And I'm like, that's, that's not what we're doing here. That's not what we're doing, right? No knock, no judge, not trying to make people feel bad, but I am here to really just speak the truth and maybe ways that I haven't fully done it on my whole platform, but we ready today, okay? <laughs> but at the end of the day, y'all, 
We're trying to heal things inside of us as individuals and as a society that was done by others a long, 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 long ass time ago. And it's time to dig up the skeletons, pun intended, call them into accountability, the actual ancestors, so we can leverage the ancestral blessings. That's the reason why I want you to listen to this podcast, because you're going to be able to identify things in your life that you're like, oh, that's just life. That's just family. That's just culture. That's just how it is. But they're ancestral wounds. And when you realize that they're ancestral wounds and you choose to embark on a healing journey and you choose to embody them through your personal development and growth process, then you can actually reap the blessings. Then you can show up with more capacity than you ever thought that you could. There's moments where I've literally been like, wow, I can't believe I was able to handle that like that. And it's only because of the blessing of my ancestors where I'm not triggered in the way that I have been in the past because I didn't have all of their wounds laying heavy on my heart, right? This allows you to have a greater capacity to be a leader, when you're not carrying centuries and thousands of people's energies on top of you, but you can leverage their their energies in the ways that you want and need in ways that benefit your legacy, your calling, and your positive impact in the world. Give me that, but don't give me all of your worries and your fears that just add on to my own. No, what is mine and what is yours and what is ours is a process of ancestral healing and personal embodiment of that for your freedom and your impact, all right? I don't know how many more ways I can say it, but I'm going to keep saying it till I'm blue in the face. And y'all know I'm a brown skinned gal. So I got some time and some work to do. (laughs) So let's talk about these generational superpowers, shall we? This is the gold that we all want. Some of us come from money-making lineages. Some of us come from warrior lineages. Some of us come from diplomats and farmers and great mathematicians and astrologers and teachers and doulas and seers and scribes, voyagers, artists, weavers, chefs, and builders, and so much more. Some of us truly are kings and queens. What would it feel like to fully embody those lineage blessings, those gifts, those talents, those birthrights, damn it, and apply them in your life for abundance, for leadership, to inspire someone else to wake up into their blessings so their family members, their dead, their ancestors could actually be like, whew, I get to rest. I don't have to worry about our lineage. I get to rest. And when I get to come back again, I know it's going to be better than how I left it. I have corrected my wrongs and we can move forward in humanity. A lot of our ancestors are horrified at the things that they have done and that they had to endure. And we are carrying that energy, wondering why we have shame and guilt and tears and all these things that are bigger than us, right? And we saw that last year. We saw that last year that we were crying tears for more than just ourselves and what we witnessed. Yeah? We want that abundance. We want those blessings and those lineage gifts so that we can contribute to a more just, equitable, balanced, and joyful, loving, and respectful world. You do deserve your joy and your fun and your adventure. Let's bring the ancestors in on it too. Like, what the fuck, y'all? What if... Like, what if? What would it be like to fully embody those lineage, blessings, gifts, talents, and apply them in your life and in the world in a way that contributes to a more just, equitable, balanced, loving, enjoying, respectful world? Like, what if, y'all? What if, what if, what if? What would you do 
if you knew that you had an army of people backing you up as you showed up to speak your truth and hold space or bridge the gap or lead a movement or show your creative artwork or create your own business instead of having your hours being stolen by a corporation that you hate or whatever it might be that you want in your life. What if? What if? I want you to have the freedom to have some pride in your family lineage and family of origin. Even if you are adopted, estranged, like whatever your situation is, there is still family pride there and blessings and goodness for you to own and enjoy. I promise. I want you to have all the trust in your abilities to lead with your gifts, your voice, and your call to serve. I want compounded shame and guilt and heaviness over the stories of our origins to stop auto-playing in our sub and unconscious minds and to leave our energy field so that we can actually be free, so we can allow more love and more abundance to come in. It is time to remember our birthrights and to be connected to the wise ones on the other side for their guidance. It is time to remember and reclaim ancestral ways of reverence and spiritual practice because at the end of the day, y'all, nothing is lost in the spirit world. And I see this all the time with my clients. They'll be like, I was working on my family tree and you know, I ran out of clues and there's no information because of this, this, and that, and the third. And um, you know, we had a house fire in 18, whatever, whatever. And all the things are lost. And I'm like, cool, let's take it to the ancestors. And sure enough, bling, 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 ancestry.com, a random and very accurate clue comes through or some long lost something shows up and they're like, yeah, we're three cousins removed. And we had this box that was, you know, removed from the house because they had a family fallout. And so it wasn't burned up in the fire happens, right? Or straight up the spirits just tell you exactly what you need to know. I've seen clients reclaim songs to know exactly how to cook a dish, a recipe come through. Nothing is lost in the spirit world. Ask anybody who does Akashic Records, right? It's time to get and be free, to live our freedom, to own it, to exhibit it, to lead it. Not just say and complain that we want freedom. We've got to do it. And sometimes doing it in the process of creating and having freedom is actually resting and giving yourself what your ancestors needed most, if that's what they tell you and what your higher self advises. All right. So there's layers to this. And that's what this podcast is for and about. I'm bringing the heat this time. All right. It's time to do the work for the great reward, y'all. And it's really not that hard. It's only hard because we're resistant to it or we need to put boundaries up with the wounds and with different ancestors who are not well, not elevated, right? Holding on to their issues and processing it through our own bodies. Like there's a process for that. It's also time to let go of ancestors' fears and embrace their greatest prayers and desires in an innovative way. Hear me when I say this. Holding on to your ancestors' fears is keeping us stuck in what they didn't even want to be in themselves, okay? Holding on to ancestors' fears will keep you in paralysis and not leading with what you know is possible, passing the buck on to someone else, when all along they wanted your freedom, they wanted your love, they wanted your joy, they wanted your play. You can harness that and do it in a way that does not harm others. It's possible. We're going to do it. We're going to figure it out. And it's all going to be fumbling through it. All right. I'm not going to say this is like checkbox, do this, do this and do that. That's not what I'm saying, but this is what I'm telling you. We need to be leaning into 
We honor and heal the roots and then we forge ahead. We honor and heal the roots and we forge ahead. I'm going to say it again. We honor and heal the roots and we forge ahead. Everyone wants to break generational chains, but not many are working with the ancestors themselves to do so. And I wonder how the hell that's going for them. I read posts all the time. We love it right? I'm breaking the generational chains. I'm like, word, that's a lot of chain. They're kind of thick, (laughs) y'all. Changing your own behaviors and thoughts is a valid step. Don't get me wrong, right? Going to therapy matters and the ancestors don't go to therapy. We got to see them in the spirit realm, right? They are still holding on to their wounds. They don't just die and let go of their fears and their bitterness or their whatever the hell was going on with them. It, It not always, sometimes yes, but not always. So there's a whole process of discerning how you're even working with ancestors. A lot of people don't realize that. They're like, yeah, I'm doing ancestral healing. I'm talking to my altar. I'm doing these things. And I'm like, cool. Do you know who and what and why and what state they're in? And can you trust them? Like none of those questions are being asked. Luckily, y'all have found me in this podcast. (laughs) Everyone wants to break generational chains, but not many are working with the ancestors to do so. And I wonder how that's really going down for them. That whole situation to me of breaking generational chains, but not directly working with ancestors to me is like, is similar to mindset work. It's great to rewire, but you're not getting to the root. And for me, I want us to completely evolve. I don't want to just rewire. I want to evolve our humanity in order to go forward. And that we must first go back. All right. So I'm going to leave y'all with this today. Here you go. If you got your pens and paper ready, this is when you might want to jot this down and spend some time with it because I like to give a little homework in my podcast episodes, okay? So I'll leave you with this. What generational patterns are you becoming aware of, are holding you back, and that you are ready to heal? Journal about that today, y'all. And if you really want to be about it, take a line out of your journaling or your epiphany or what you realize from taking a moment to do this prompt and share with me on Instagram. Yeah. At me at Ash Inspires, do a little post, write a little video, write a little video. You know what I mean, but share it because I know sometimes when we get into deep healing work, we like to stay in the shadows and keep it to ourselves because we're afraid of shame. But when you tell your story of what you're realizing, it inspires healing in another. All right, y'all. I'm so glad that I am back. I hope you enjoy this episode and I can't wait for you to hear me again. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Healing Is Happening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to rate, review, share with someone you love, and most definitely subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Speaking of, I love connecting with others during their remembering, healing, and transformational journey. So feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Ash Inspires. Or if you'd like to connect on a deeper community level, check out my website and services at ashleyjohns.com. All the links to do so are in the show notes. Now I can't wait to hear about what's going down with your lineages, both of the past and present for your freedom and abundance. So don't be a stranger. Until next time, my friends, fans, family, and foes, I hope you continue walking your unique path of freedom with courage and compassion. May you and your people be well on the lands in which you get to work, live, and thrive on. And remember, 
healing is happening. 